Dear friends, today is 31st of October 2013. We are in Upamlet at the Meditation Hall Stillwater and the few weeks before the winter retreat. Today, when I wake up, I saw our, our door is three degree centigrade. Our door, three centigrade. Celsius. And a lot of fog. But when we arrived in Upham there is more, more, um, sunshine. I will try to report to you what happened during my trip shortly. Summarize what happened during my trip of teaching tour in United States in North America, I mean Canada, included. <laughs> I spent two months and twenty days in North America. But before leaving, it means the, the day where I arrived, to Canada, I still have a lot, but it is very lucky for me. It is a very lucky trip. And when I arrived to New York and to Pine Bushes, I stopped coughing. And in North America, we have three monasteries in United States, one at Blue Cliff Monastery in New York State, the second one is in Mississippi, um, Magnolia Grove Monastery, and at the west coast in the, there is the Deer Park Monastery in California. And on these monasteries is a lot of sunshine, but not enough rain. But wherever I go, there is rain. <laughs> there is rain, and it's like the first rain after several months. People like it. And then, and then when I arrived to the Magnolia too, it's so many months, how many months with the rain. And then when the, 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 the retreat go on with the rain, but just after the retreat, it's rained a lot, many, many days. And it's helped because most of the retreatants stay in tent. But if, if it's rain, even we do need, the, the earth need rain, but if there is a lot of rain and then the camper will have a lot of difficulty, sometimes the rain is so heavy and then they have to take refuge in the meditation hall. So it's the last day, it was the last day. So in, in, uh, and then when we start the, the English retreat, stop raining. So, so when I arrived to California, they said that oh, so many months without rain, and so I pray for having, for it's have some rain. So three days already start, it's still very dry, and I said that oh, if I call for help from myself, it will not be so powerful. So in the name of many species on these forests. Trees and plants and animals, we call for help for Mother Earth to give rain, and it was raining. 
after the calling for help from all the species on Mother Earth. It means that I, Khan, and all the species on Mother Earth, we call for help to have some rain so that they can refresh our life here. And then it was raining after a few days. And after the rain, about five days only, because it's go deep and then the, 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 on the trees took their vitality again. Because there's many, many trees almost die because of the lack of rain. Because in the middle they don't hear well, but I can hear. This, this trip, we have many, many, Many retreat, many day of mindfulness. We work very hard, a lot, but relaxingly. But we found benefit a lot. But and we arrange so that the monastic in the three monastery in the United States have a chance to join that at every trip. Because it's the only chance where they can, they feel close to Thai. They are from Vietnam and Thailand and the United States, still far from Thai. So now it's Thai is in the U.S. We try to arrange so that even they are in the Park Monastery, they don't have to wait until they arrive to the Park. They can join at Toronto. They can join at Blue Leaf. They can join at Magnolia, and the same for others too. One day. And I asked my attendant, do you believe that the Buddha sit in the same car than us? And, and they, they said, yes. Uh, and then, and then said, are you sure? Because these three car, big car of 50 places, I sit only in one place, one car. So where the Buddha will stay? So if you know that the Buddha stay with you in the car, not this very easy. If in the car of 50, in the bus of 50 person, but if there is one who practice mindfulness and feel the energy of the Buddha at every breath, only one is enough for the Buddha to be there in that bus. And then we feel that if one person feel the energy of the Buddha at every, every breath and then sure that the Buddha will be there and and so they said that they certified that Sunday one person is enough to bring the Buddha to the bus. So when you sit on the car or in the bus or in the van you have to ask the question whether is the Buddha is there in our van or in our bus or in our car if we are aware, if we are mindful, we are trying to live deeply the present moment when we sit on the car and let our mind carry away to other thinking mindless thought, but if you are aware of what happened in the present moment in your body and your mind at the very place where you stay, and then the Buddha is with you. And you can sit 
on the plane and you feel the Buddha with you in the plane or the Buddha is with you in the bus or in the car or in the van. People carry you. So I wish that you all, when you go to New Hamlet on the car, on the bus, or even when you walk, try to walk with the Buddha and try to sit with the Buddha in your van or in your bus or in your car. That is my recommendation for you. So during the trip, I was, my trip to India, during our trip to India, so I remember my last trip in India to visit the, make the, the pilgrimage, there is 300 persons, so we are about, and together with other friends, so we have 11 buses. And then, and so each, every bus, we have a little bell to remind the, the, the traveler on the bus, on the car, to be aware that we are on the pilgrimage. We are trying to visit the Buddha, and we try to be with the Buddha at every step. We are on that holy land of the Buddha, and so don't let, don't live mindful, mindless way, and so be aware with the Buddha at every breath, every dwelling in the present moment. Don't let your mind go traveling and to mindless things and not necessary thing, and so I remind. Eleven car during my trip in India that we remain always with the Buddha. In some car, they they carry a, a bag with the word Buddha, or they have a, a kind of um, sign with the Buddha. But it doesn't mean that you have the Buddha. Even you carry a bag with a big word Buddha in that. It's not sure that you have the Buddha. Even you live in a big temple with a huge Buddha statue, it doesn't mean that you have the Buddha with you. And then you have, you have to be present in the present moment. Be aware that happened in your body, in your mind. Live deeply, touch what is still positive, wonderful in you and in people around you. And try to see that in that that Buddha will be with you at that very moment. Recently, so you have to take a sheet of paper and put is the Buddha is in your car and you'd stick on your car so when people climb on your car they must be aware that is the Buddha is there in your car it means are you aware that you are practicing to be a Buddha. And so, but if if people are so crowded in the bus, 
and maybe a few who pay attention, a few not. So there is a little bell. It will be helping. So somebody in the bus must invite the bell so that in every van or every bus you must have the bell of mindfulness. And so when people climb onto your car, your van, and we say, that is the Buddha is there in our car. And then that is reminding us to live deeply our life. When we sit on the car, do we have Buddha in our life? Do you remember which, which, um, which Dhamma talk I gave about is the Buddha in life? Is the Buddha exist in our life? Somebody said that uh, on on there is the, the the chanting about staying with Amita Buddha, staying with the Amuda in this very life, because usually traditionally Buddhists feel that when you pass away and then you join Amita Buddha, but they write the chanting that Amita Buddha is there in our life now and here. And then if we practice like that, you still practicing Amitabha Buddha Buddhism. But the Amitabha Buddha in this very life. And if there is Buddha in life, we still be together. If there is any link between us, those in the West, on the East, those who are scholastic or not scholastic, if there is a Buddha in our life, there is that link of friendship. And we will still be together forever. forever. But if there is no the Buddha in our life, and then we, did, we remain different and we are not connected to each other. So to connect to each other as with friendship, with uh, togetherness is if there are Buddha in our life. So sometimes you be together with your few friends, train yourself to learn the chanting at the before morning meditation or evening meditation, or do this chanting or other chanting. If there is a Buddha in your life, you are in friendship, you are in togetherness. We really practice, and the Buddha is real, and we are real, going the direction to be Buddha. And so when you do sitting, inviting the bell for the whole Sangha, and so we need to know that that energy is true, that energy is true, energy of the Buddha in each of us is true. And if there is 150 person who recite the Amitabha Buddha, but if there is one or two who really create, kind of produce a kind of energy of compassion, of understanding, and then still help the whole group. And so it kind of, if of course, if we do the chanting and all of us, all of us really feel the energy of Avalokiteshvara, and if all of us do like that, it will be very collective, powerful energy for the Sangha. So, for instance, you have a friend who is about to be up to undergo the surgery, and then if in the person, you know that that 
person is about on go to the sur- surgery room and then right away you have that idea that bringing back the energy of mindfulness of of compassion of understanding in the present moment in your body in other person and then we inform that person if we can inform that person in advance that yeah at that 7am in the morning such a day you will go to the surgeon room and then we here we also send the same energy and so it it the, it will be very powerful but of course uh, If you hear that there is a friend who is about to undergo and then surgery, but they don't know, but we know, so we are the person who benefit the first, because we, the, the energy of compassion, of inclusiveness, of a great wish for them to be relieved and to be healed, is already start to heal you. And then we send that energy to other person. And so, if you are the your master, maybe you are the only one, on only one who have that energy of awareness, of compassion, of understanding, of being present. And then maybe you are the only one, but still, still radiate, radiate in your way of inviting the bell. And emit that a few, at least. If there is fifty person on the bus, and you are the only one, only you are the only one who have that mindfulness, and then you can save forty nine other person. But sometimes you cannot, because the energy of others is too weak or something. So your energy must be real, powerful. Be in the present moment. Body, mind, totally profound. See things in front of you, around you, with understanding and love. There are people in society who have you, the charisma. No, no. Excuse me. It's Eucharistic. Eucharistic is a priest who try to perform the the giving the the piece of bread, the 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 body of the of, of God. But if the priest practice very well, and then then you benefit. But if he only do it. Just ritually, but without the contents, it will not bring much. But if you, if you Christian, and you really feel the energy of God, that energy of of beauty, of light, of peace, entering in you, is good. Too. You can receive it. Why? At the beginning it was ten. Now it's about two, two from. To ten of what you said.
don't in this trip. It's a lot, but I forget many things. <laughs> but so if I remember something, I tell you something. One of the things that I can see that those who are thirsty of the practice is very crowd. Those who want, <coughs> those who want to sign up for the retreat is so crowd. Like in Auckland, public lecture. There is only three thousand two hundred seats, but there is no more more, more ticket available. But only they announce the public lecture, and all the seats are sold out in. Four hour, four hour, three thousand two hundred public tickets have been sold out, and so to console them, we say that if you cannot buy the ticket, you can follow up the talk online. And there is a group who called Sam True. He, they, that company, they record time. Video as well as uh, oral, so so thirty-five thousand people listen online. Three thousand two hundred are coming to the to the lecture live, but thirty-five thousand listen online. Many many retreat are the same. Maximum we can host is one thousand, but they have to listen online, and we have to review seven hundred, eight hundred person in waiting list, and the 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 thirst to practice is so great, but the means for us to welcome them is so so small. So in Canada, we have one thousand three hundred school teacher or belonging to the boarding of uh, teaching, the board of teaching. Some of them are university teacher or college teacher, but they are one thousand three hundred. But the waiting list is eight hundred. But um, and then they are allowed to listen online. But because this is not a big company, so we didn't record how many people sign up. Sound true record that is thirty-five thousand at Auckland. And I explained that in Europe, every country liked wished to have one retreat of Thais once a year. Only three country who have. Um, One retreat a year by Thai is Germany, France, and Holland. Why Italy? Oh, they need two year or three year, and other country longer. Switzerland maybe ten year already. We have no time to go there, and so we do need more monastic and more lay dhamma teacher. More 
monastic teacher, more lay dharma teacher. So please subscribe yourself <laughs> to be dharma teacher in uh, in mindfulness uh, as lay dharma teacher or monastic. We do need a lot. We do need a lot of dharma teacher. The second thing, people are very shocked of this teaching. It's so simple, but so profound. For instance, for instance, I said that if the kingdom of God is any suffering in the kingdom of God, they are very shocked, I said. But I said that they must have some suffering in order for people to be trained to transform the suffering into happiness, into liberation. But but if right away in the kingdom of God everything is happy, people will not know that it's happy. They think that it's normal. And so without mud, there is no lotus. And so the mud doesn't smell good, but the lotus is very fragrant. So when we suffer, and we know what means happiness, but if we are born... Everything is happy. You have food, you have job, you have... So you think that is so boring. It's nothing interesting. And you search for war. But when... When you are born with some suffering and you overcome the suffering and you know what is a joy to have food, the joy to have peace, the joy to have that. And that is... If everything is so good and you think that, wow, it's normal, it's too boring... To be like that. So in the kingdom of God, we must have some suffering in order for you to train to see the beauty of the happiness, the, the fragrance of the lotuses. And the pure land of the Buddha is the same. The pure land of the Buddha must be suffering and people train themselves to overcome in order to to see the value of every beauty, every light, every peace. So, so far, until now, everybody feels that if in the pure land of the Buddha, no suffering. In the kingdom of God, no suffering. But if you are born in that country of no suffering and everything, is flower, flower, you say, oh, the flower is so, so allergic, I don't like the flower. So you like you you like something else. So if you see there's a lot of bad smell of mud and so on, so you see the fragrance of the flower. So they also use the, the wood, the wood of the sheet of paper. <laughs> no microphone. <laughs> so you said that the sheet of paper, the recto and verso, you cannot bring recto to Bordeaux and Verso to Paris, both of them have to coexist, and so is the same for suffering and happiness, like uh, recto and verso of the sheet of paper that is the the clear clear deep look of the a Buddha. You see that they we enter our suffering and happiness we enter our. Breathe, I said that. Yeah, 
Yes, yes, now. So I, I spoke about recto verso of the sheet of paper, and so suffering and happiness are two sides of one reality. And so don't try to search a place where there is no suffering, because you know how to handle suffering in a skillful way, in a mindful way, and then you can have happiness and you have long-lasting happiness. And I said, and if you know how to suffer, you suffer very little. If you know how to suffer, you you suffer much less. But you enjoy happiness more than usually. When sometimes we are so happy to hear that news, but we only enjoy a few minutes and then we forget and we do other things. And so you have to enjoy the happiness longer and deeper, and then you suffer. You you suffer, but you make use of happiness and of, of, of suffering in order to to touch the happiness. And so I told the story when I was young. I I thought like many people when we become a Buddha. We don't have to suffer, and if we, we if we are Buddha, and and if you still suffer, what is the use to be a Buddha? Is is what I think normally in the past. But when I grow up, and I look deeper, and I see that everything enter all. Many things enter all, so suffering and happiness enter all. And so you know, and the Buddha, he know how to suffer very little, just to make him more happy. So it means that the Buddha still have rheumatism. It, uh, if you say that the Buddha have no rheumatism, it's no disease. Because if you have a body, you always have disease. But if you know how to suffer, of your disease, the disease will become very little. Just one, one first arrow. Don't let the second arrow stir the wound, because. And, and so I see now. With I grow up and I look deeper and I practice deeper, I feel that the Buddha suffer exactly like us. But when it's need to to suffer, he suffer. But, for instance, when Sariputra is the best student of him, but when you hear that the best student um, pass away and you enjoy, it's not, it's not make sense. It doesn't make sense if you enjoy the death of our, your beloved student. That is, is not normal. And so I think that he also suffer when he hear the death of Sariputra. But he suffered, but he overcome, and he said that, well, everybody have to die. He has to die. It's a way of mindfulness for me to live deeper my life. And so like Thai, Thai also suffer. But Thai, Thai suffer. Thai can make use of this suffering in order to, to be happier. And so if you have a bad accident or a bad event, that is make you suffer. 
But if you worry about that accident, you are painful and you suffer about that accident. So like you receive the second arrow steering on, on, on this very wound. And the, the suffering will not be double, but 100 times worse. And so it's the same. If you have an accident, you have a bad news, leave that news at the place and you suffer. But you try to overcome and don't, don't, don't complain. Not, why me? Why me? Why? Etc. And a lot of fear, a lot of Sudan, it, that has happened. And so when you are in, and so now I ask you, you become a Buddha, why you still suffer? That is a, a, team, a team of meditation for you to see that. That is because you know how to make use of that suffering, that accident, like a bell of mindfulness for you to enjoy more joy, what is still positive. I like to bike, bicycle, bicycle. But if the, the, the bike is still running, you have to continue to run. If no, the bicycle will not run. And so when you become a Buddha, the Buddha must continue to practice walking meditation, eating meditation, eating meditation, and then practicing mindfulness in order to continue for his his uh, enlightenment will be greater greater every day but if you stop practicing the the enlightenment will be lost <laughs> because you think that being my to be enlightened you don't need to practice everything is impermanent so the enlightenment will be poorer and poorer if you don't practice, but if you practice, the enlightenment will be richer, richer and more profound. The third thing during this trip I want to share to you is the second thing I share already. The third thing I want to share to you, oh, everyone, we all need to practice something. We have, we have to find a spiritual dimension of our life, lay people or, 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 or monastic or businessmen or small employees, small person in society, they do need a spiritual dimension for their life. When they should not let the daily need like money, food, housing to overwhelm them. They must find time to have to have a spiritual dimension in their society, in, in their life. And it's make your life more valuable. For instance, we were invited to give two days of practice at World Bank. World Bank, people were surprised, especially employees of World Bank, they are surprised. Why that monk come to help? Uh, why you invite that monk to this World Bank? It's, a, it's another world. And, but the, the director, the new president of World Bank, Dr. Kim Young, Jim, 
knew Thai and advanced when he was young, when he was a rector of the Dartmouth University. And he announced to his student that I'm fond of this book, Miracle of Mindfulness, because this book has transformed my life. And so, and he, he felt that uh, he tried to, to announce like that. And then um, Thay Phap Lu was a student at Dartmouth University, and Thay Phap Lu wrote to him, and saying that you said that you admire Tishnyatan and the Book of Miracle Mindfulness. Now he's on the U.S. tour. Do you like to have? Um, do you have? Do you wish to have some Tishnyatan come to World Bank? And he said that sure, of course. And he liked very much to have the mindfulness in World Bank, but he's not. He don't know if it's work. And so he asked his assistant, "Can you organize for me?" Because and Nicholas, and go to Google and see that, oh, Tishnyatan is a plumbing and, and so he saw that Thay is not, is, is somebody, somebody who is known. But Nicholas also love, and he asked his wife, he asked his wife, now my, my boss asked me to do that, and his wife said that it's the best, the best event of World Bank. To, to invite Tinyatan, I think that this is the most valuable of your life if you invite to help the president of World Bank to, to realize that they have mindfulness in World Bank. And so thanks to the support of his wife and the, the knowledge he learned from Google, and so he tried to organize. And in order to, to, to be more balanced, they, they invited some neuroscientists to go to dialogue with Thay. Because if no, only one Buddhist monk go to the World Bank, it doesn't sound normal. <laughs> so then why so neuroscientists to go in? But then, and how Thay share in order to, 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 to neutralize a little bit of the shock of inviting a monk. But after these two days of being with Thai, those who have a lot of doubt were transformed, was totally transformed. Some of them, because, you know, those who show up to listen, it's only 600, the World Bank have 1,000 people. They stay in their room, but have been broadcast in their, in their computer if they want to learn. And so they listen and they feel so interesting. So the second day of the, second day of their mindfulness, they all came and it's a very crowd and they love it. And after that, so a lot of them are so happy and uh, those who have doubt, they, they send to, to the president for thing. In World Bank, there is a kind of wall, a wall where you can diffuse your anger. It means if, if, but you can sign anonymously. And so you say, the president is stupid. My boss is that department is stupid. You can say anything, but you don't need to sign. They call. And so, but after two days, it's, at World Bank, all the commentaries are 
fabulous. It's so great to invite that man. He's not a cult at all. He's a real helping, a real helpful. Oh, and I am a Catholic, but I like it so much. There's nothing about religion and so on. And so, also Google is the same when I give a day of mindfulness at Google. And they have uh, 168 branches in the world. They, they broadcast on in the same time. Normally we came and we have breakfast and we do walking meditation and then we give uh, Dhamma talk and then eating mindfully and total relaxation and question and answer. And during the time when there is total relaxation and question and answer to Dhamma teacher, I went to see a number of, of engineers, specialists of Google. Very, very, very good technolo- technologue. And I asked them the question, can you find a kind of techniques who can help people to suffer less? And to go back to themselves. Because more knowledge, more, it will bring you out of yourself and, and you can be alienated from yourself. So can you find the new techniques who can bring people back to themselves, to their peace, their, their, their solidity, their stillness? And when you have the you have that stillness, that peace, and then you can resolve your difficulties in a more smart way, more profound way. So, but usually in order to encounter our difficulties and resolve with beauty, with dignity, with light, you try to cover it up. And you cover it up by, 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 by music or by film or by things, but if it's not select film, it's not select music, it's make you more alienate, but make you more lost. And so, so the, the main point of our civilization is to run away from ourselves. So that is why they ask the technologue of, of Google, can you find a kind of way that with the help of the techniques, we can help people to go back to themselves, to their stillness, to their peace, to be more profound and to see clear in their life. And then they can face their difficulties and their daily activities with beauty. And, and, but usually people try to cover up by, by many things, technology, the most sophisticated technology, but they run away from themselves and especially run away from Mother Earth. Mother Earth is very beautiful. There are forests, there are sunshine, there are, there are mountains, there are rivers. It could be very beautiful, but people, people used to run away from their own self and then try to cover with all the, the most sophisticating, the consumption, so the question is, so I asked all the big company who, who initiate a number of gadget, um, 
electronic gadget in order to 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 pull the children out of themselves and play with all these games and you know, the adult to play with other things of consumption. How you can invent electronic gadget to bring people back to themselves and give me a machine or I can put a program I put in my in my computer or in my and then then and so and so so if your heart start to feel beating and then there is a machine who said that why you are so rushing stop breathe and walk mindfully happily relaxingly and so and so when the adrenaline in your blood start to 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 to, to go to your heart and then your heart start to beat a bit and then the machine will say that you are angry you are start to be angry <laughs> please come back please come back and breathe and relax and let it go <laughs> and so and if somebody is about to want to kill themselves i cannot manage anymore and then say that you are stupid don't don't do it you are You know that everything, even that despair, is only the temporary. That despair is temporary. Don't don't be carried carry away by that temporary um, state of mind. You still have. You are larger than that state of mind. The state of despair. That state of hating yourself. State of uh, condemning yourself. You are much larger. You are more profound. So the machine have to say like that. No, no, don't do it. Don't see it's so silly. <laughs> And so I wish that they make a machine that when the adrenaline come up in the blood and they, they can measure and they say, that, don't be stupid, don't be silly. Uh, you are much more than that. And you have to call, you have to call your beloved one. I'm here for you. Why don't you go back? Call her. And if if you are so busy, busy, and then and the machine said, why why do not call your your beloved wife or husband or your daughter at home and say that I'm here for you in order to wake you up? <laughs> and so Thai and a number of Dharma teachers sit with them, and they took not a lot at the beginning. There's some would resist, but then and we try to persuade them. <laughs> I don't know. At least their mind must agree that principle in order for them to find a way. Maybe so. Maybe we all will try to 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 open one line online in order to help their own people, their employees, when they have big big problem, they have difficulty, they are not in peace, they are stressful. They can go to that and relax for a while and have some advice. Etc. So the main point is how we can have a balance between a person with your daily concern and the spiritual concern. So you must have a balance because your life is not only to make money, not only to make uh, to be famous, but because your life is must be for. For more than that, 
happiness, joy, peacefulness, and friendship, and a lot of fun together with friends. So you need to have a kind of balance. And so in Plum Village, we have four things. Study, learn, work, and play. But so, for learn is also play. Practice is also play. And work is also play. And everything is play. Play, friendship, joyful. So, our four point in Plum Village is like that. Everything must do in friendship and in playful way. And, uh, don't lose our life because of business, 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 work, work, work. And they explain that when I write calligraphy, when I breathe in, I make half circle. And I breathe out and joy, I make the other half of the circle. And so I also write calligraphy like profoundly sharing that thought that I want people to put into practice. And so I write, uh, breathe, my dear, or smile, this will be okay, and so on. So I really put my mind, my love, to the word I write. And so that is, is, is a work, but it's also love. It's also play, playful way, relaxing way, joyful and so how we can keep the balance between the work and the practice to be peace, to be deep, to be present, to be in friendship, to be in a great harmony with everything. And I'm used to speak a lot about the four nutriments. Four nutriments of a human beings are given by the Buddha. And especially with the businessmen, I would like to share to them in which way that they make money, but they will not cause suffering to people around and to themselves. And we can say that we can make money, but but we don't need to follow the um, the not being evil. We can make money without being evil. And they ask, if you make money, if you make money but you totally neglect your body and your mind, it's also evil. Uh, the, the, the sign of Google is, you can make money but without being evil. But they say that, when you you neglect, you make money, when you run, 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 run after the work and you totally ignore your body and your mind, it's also evil because you you are not kind at all to your body and your mind. So that is also evil. So the four nutriments given by the Buddha is very... and. Usually, they mention quite a lot about volition, because the first food is edible food by our mouth, and the second food is a sense impression, and the third is 
volition, and because Google asked her to write uh, innovation, invention, innovation, and something I forget. But but Thay said that don't run away from your body and your mind. If you run away from your body and your mind, you you really neglect it. And then you are not kind to your body. You are a kind of evil to your body. And so, so the volition is the the third foot that a kind of pulling pulling you go to the direction of something. And how we can pull people back to their own peace, own steadiness. And so, to make money, to make money is to be reconsidered. If you have money but you are not happy in World Bank, I, I, I told to World Bank people, uh, because somebody said that, oh, I need to make a good program, I'm number one. But I said that you have to choose that or you want to be number one, it means famous, or you want to be happy. You must be happy. If, if you have a lot of money, you, have, you are famous, you are number one, but you have no happiness. But you have to consider that to be happy is more important. And then... Less fame is okay. Less money is okay. They use a number of expressions that in in summer retreat I, I already teach. In 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 summer retreat, we have a daily concern, but don't be carried away by daily concern like house, food, money, car, the insurance, etc. But we have to, to, to put the balance between daily concern and spiritual concern. You must have spiritual concern balance with your daily concern. Don't be carried away, don't be overwhelmed by daily concern. And so you have no time at all for more spirituality, more peace, more letting go, more, more joyful friendship, more fun in life in a most wonderful way. And so even you are politician, you are technician, and even you are technician or businessman, you need to have the third foot. The third foot is pollution and pollution is you have to bring more joy, more balance to your peace and more peace, more joy, more balance into your daily concern. So I wish that the volition is the, the food they need to bring to their body and their mind, even they do on their activities outside world. So that uh, meeting with the um, Google great group of big brain on techniques, on engineer and so on. So ten monastic came with Thai. And then after that I we heard that all of them came to to Thai public lecture in Cook Auckland as well they they, they also see about 
a dozen of CEO people in North California, in, in United States. And this CEO, they also joined Thai's public lecture. This time we have two university, famous university who invite me, Harvard University and Stanford University. And these two university, in, in, in Harvard University, the medical school and public health, they, they invite Thai. The two departments, public health and uh, and medical school, join in order to invite her to give two days of mindfulness. But the first day is all the big name of the Harvard who give the teaching, and the second day is Thai and the monastic for the whole day. And if they come, they can have the credit for following. And then they, they can obtain a kind of credit for certificate for attending these two days. And, uh, and of course there is about a dozen of their teacher of these two schools, two departments of Harvard, medical school and nutrition, public health. And so there is teaching of Thai, there is question and answer to Thai. In the afternoon, question and answer to the monastic as well as a professor. And how with meditation you can restore the, the health of people. And people are so happy at the day of mindfulness with us. In Stanford too, they also, the neuroscientists wish to hear Thai teach more about compassion in order for them to improve in their research about neuroscience and how which cell with part of the brain develop more if people have more compassion and so on. And so they can measure what part of the brain uh, and what part of the brain, what those who are very compassionate can have bigger part than other people who have no compassion and so on. So they then invite her to come in order to to listen more about compassion and so on. So this was very joyful evening. They said that in the past, medicine only tried to search for Try to search for a kind of methods to 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 repair things. They they only find the negative causes in order to bring that disease. But now they want to search for more positive things like compassion, like in order to balance and to put more in that part in order to have balance for those who have been sick, uh, only negatively sick or so on. And I say that compassion is, compassion can neutralize the anger, the hatred, and then when, when, when you neutralize that, your body, your mind is relaxed, your neuron is more relaxed, and your body is relaxed, 
and then and it healed by itself. I said that, and sometimes we have an army. I'm not sure that this can guarantee, like the like Anatapinika when he was he was so generous, so compassionate. So when he went bankruptcy, and then many friends come and help him to. To, to, to reset it and no longer in bankrupt. And then also the governor, Baya, also, he was so scared. When he was a governor, even he have a big army, he have guards, but he's still scared. But when he become a monk, he have nothing to, to be fearful, he's so happy. And so when you have compassion, you have a lot of good friends. But if you are rich, but you have no good friend, and and so people approach you not because you are the friend, but because they may need your money in order to try to please you, but it's not sure that they really, really love you. And so those who are rich, they are very lonely. They feel that oh, people approach me just because they want some money of me, and so on. So if you have compassion, you never be alone. You you never be feel solitary. You never feel that you are alone, isolated. When you have compassion, you have a lot of friends, a lot of good occasion to come to you. That that evening with Stanford University is very joyful and very um, a lot of friendship, a lot of um, dialogue and. And then they are, they are very excited. Usually in the past they are very dry meeting, but now they, they enjoy so much. And the subject is a great compassion, how you can produce compassion. And they, they, they try to, to, to make a research of what part of your brain gives you more compassion. And if you, you have, more compassion is that part of your brain will develop more or so what? Antisana. <laughs> so when you have the, the ability to produce compassion, the way you look at people, the way you listen to people, the way you do it is quite different. And then it's, people like it a lot. Many of them feel very inspired. We start uh, the trip in Toronto with the sub, with the title "Happy Teacher Who Changed the World." I start from August 11 to August 16. On the 17th of August, there is a there is a big um, public lecture in Sony Center in Toronto. Present moment for um, the element for growing peace, and after that, there is a day of mindfulness for Vietnamese people with 900 Vietnamese. On the 19th of August, we fly. We go to United States. On 22nd of August. We have one day of for monastic, 
on 26th of August. And we have a, a retreat for English-speaking people in Blue Cliff itself. And then we have a public lecture in New York City. And there's also exhibition of calligraphy of Thai at Broadway, New York City. Uh, home, ABC Home. And, uh, and, and always there's a lot of visitors. And exhi exhibition will last until the 31st of December. And so those who want to buy the calligraphy, they are not allowed to take away before the 31st of, of December. And so they are negotiating whether they can prolongate. It means that when they prolongate, they have to write new calligraphy to send to them because the, the exhibit one already sold, but they are allowed to take away by, by on the 31st of December. And after that, after we go to Boston, there is um, a lecture at Trinity Churches, but outdoor. One day, one afternoon, flash mob at uh, at Trinity Church outside, and there, the title of the lecture is present moment. And then after that, we fly to Memphis, and we drive to Mississippi, Moklang, Magnolium, Crow Monastery. And there we have two retreats, one in Vietnamese, one in English. After three, two, two retreats in Moklang, the last day was the day of mindfulness too. And then after that, we fly to East Coast in order to have... Um, Retreat for Vietnamese and for, for English. Two retreat in the Park Monastery. And also we have a public lecture at Pasadena in Los Angeles. And finding our true home. It was at the 19th of October. The 21st of October is Day of Mindfulness. And then uh, 23rd is at Google, 24th at Stanford University, 25th for CEO people, CEO of Facebook, of Twitter, of Google, of a very big company. And then after that, 26th, touching the wonder of life at Oakland University, Oakland Paramount. And then 27, Day of Mindfulness for Vietnamese in Kim Sang Monastery. And 28, I took the flight. I go back. I arrive here 29. 